0: Hello, all, and welcome to the Hill Turn Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jackson, Jr., right beside me. Devin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good this morning. Can't complain too much. That's good. I mean, we can't complain. We got a special guest here. <laughs> the man from Baltimore, Maryland, James Ellsworth. James, how are you? What's up, guys? I'm good.
1: Enjoying the holidays about yourself.
0: Ah, doing good. Definitely can't complain. We want to thank you again for just being a part of the show, Just well, just joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for
0: having me. Appreciate it. Uh, man, so we just want to go. We got to go all the way from the beginning. So just growing up in Maryland, how how was it? What was life like growing up?
1: Well, I grew up in a, the city of Baltimore. It was, uh, you know, it had, it had its ups and downs. I, I wasn't in the best of neighborhoods growing up. I'm not complaining. Um, I had everything I needed. I had a roof over my head, food on the table. But, you know, it was a little rough. <laughs> but I mean, you learn a lot when you grow up in a rough neighborhood. You know how to you know, defend yourself, protect yourself, and keep your mouth shut. First and foremost. So, it, but yeah, I love Baltimore. It's been my home my whole life. I I, I live in a much more pleasant neighborhood now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was um, it, it's home, man. I love it. I love the Orioles. I love the Ravens, no matter how good or bad they're doing. And I, I love um, you know, the four seasons we get here with the winter, fall, spring, and summer. So it's to me, it's a great place to live. And I, I'm pretty sure I'll never leave. Oh, that's
0: good. That's great. And especially you being in a better situation. That's even better. <laughs> so, and we want not we just really want to know this. Is our favorite question. Where did your love for wrestling start?
1: Man, I just remember when I was a kid, going, like I didn't have cable growing up um, until I was like 11. But um, when I was much younger, like four or five years old, I remember watching wrestling in my grandparents' house and just falling in love with it right away. I remember seeing The Ultimate Warrior like in 1988, 1989, Ricky Morton on the other channel, TBS for Crocker Promotions in 1988, 1989. Those are the first two wrestlers I can remember, The Ultimate Warrior and Ricky Morton. though very different, but both caught my eye. Like The Ultimate Warrior just looked like a superhero come to life out of a comic book. And Ricky Morton just kind of looked like your cool uncle that you wanted to (laughs) hang out with. yeah.
2: So, we got how you kind of got your love for wrestling. How did your training go for you? Like, why you, when you uh, got started in it?
1: Man, I, fresh out of high school, four days after graduation, signed up for Bone Breaker Wrestling Academy here in Baltimore. And I, uh, you know, I learned the ropes there, learned how to take my bumps. So, then a couple of years later, I ran into Axel Rott at a show who also is from Baltimore, ECW Original. And he really took me under his wing, mentored me, and trained me um, at an advanced level. And I learned so much from him. I love him. I miss him. He was, he was a tremendous trainer. And, you know, he would bust your balls a lot. But, you know, like in wrestling, that's needed because you got to have thick skin. And I learned a lot from him. And, uh, I really appreciate and I'm very fortunate that I got trained by him.
2: Nice, nice. How, how did the name Jimmy Dream come about for you?
1: Well, it's, it's pretty simple. Like I couldn't really think of a name and I was like, well, my name's Jimmy and this is my dream. So I'm going to be Jimmy dream. And like, you know, I'm chasing my dream. That I was like, you know, that, that was the whole idea at first. And then I added like the pretty Jimmy dream to it. And I acted like I was the prettiest guy in the world, which I'm obviously not. So that was the, the good, funny part about it. <laughs> and, um, Yeah, man, when you're first starting out, you're just trying to find yourself. And that's what I was doing with that name and character, just trying to find myself.
0: And so we've seen you floated around the independent scene for years in the beginning. Can you tell us what that was like, you know, not being stuck to one promotion and just just bouncing around?
1: Man, it's a grind like you're you know, you're wrestling wherever you can for whoever you can. What for whatever money or lack thereof money like you're just trying to just it, man. And you're trying to be seen by somebody and you're trying to get as many matches as you can coming up on the independence. And you're really trying, I was trying hard and all I cared about was wrestling from, you know, I, was, I started when I was 17 years old, like I said, fresh out of high school. And like, I didn't have kids until I was, you know, like in my, at 30 years old is when, you know, my first daughter was born and like, so, for 13 years on the independence, like or in life, I, that's all I cared about was wrestling and trying to make it and busting my butt and all, all that kind of sort of thing. And it's like I said, man, it's hard. It's a struggle. Your body's always hurting. You know, you really don't have that much money um, because you're chasing your dream and you don't have medical insurance and you're hoping not to get hurt. And it's really, really tough. And, you know, well, at least it was for me and it is for most people as well. But yeah, but you you love every moment of it. You love the grind. You, you love chasing your dream. It's like tra- chasing a pretty girl, man. Like you're chasing it, you're chasing it, you're chasing it. in. And when you finally get it, you're like, oh, my God, I got I, I did it. You know, it's, it's really cool and fun, but it, it do- definitely has its ups and downs.
0: Man, I oh mean, one promotion that you actually did get started in is uh, CZW. And obviously, it doesn't. It looks different now than it did, you know, back when you wrestled there. Can you tell us what it was like,
1: man? When I did, you know, a few shows with CZW back in the day, it was like one of, if not the number one independent wrestling promotion in the in the world. And it's not now for whatever reason. Hopefully, you know, I wish them well and hope they get back on their feet. But like, man, CZW, you will. Everyone wanted to be CZW when I was coming up on the Indies, and yeah, I was fortunate enough to be there for a short period of time. Even back then, it wasn't really my thing, the violence and all that, you know, to each its own. It just wasn't my thing. So I kind of shied away from it and went, you know, went elsewhere. But, um, man, in 2006 and seven, you know, when I was having matches there, it you know, people just would kill to be on that show. And I was very fortunate to have, you know, one of my good buddies, Ruckus, a real good friend of mine that got me hooked up with there and you know and it like I you know there you learn to be tough because you're getting you were getting hit hard back then and, you know like my whole life has been a lesson of toughness mental and physical toughness and that's why I'm just blessed with thick skin and um yeah I had a I don't have any negative things to say about my experiences there. It was a good time um but it just wasn't my cup of tea at the end of the day.
2: Oh uh, before your at your first WWE match you were Rosebud and Adam Rose with uh, his gang. How was that experience? Like your first, like taste of WWE?
1: Well, man, it was crazy. So I remember yeah, I was a little. I had a little cheeseburger outfit, and Adam Rose was a good dude. Um, he, he very nice to all of us. But uh, yeah, I remember walking through the curtain. You know, when we we're doing the uh, the entrance with Adam Rose there, and just seeing the crowd for the first time from the ramp and the entranceway and all. And I remember after we got to the back and I'm sitting there with the other, like, you know, enhancement talent, the extras for that day. And I was like, man, I got to get signed here. somehow." like that blew me away. Like, this is my dream. And this was like, I had a, I, you know, a free sample that you get the, at the Chick-fil-A at the mall, you know, on the red tray, like a little, <laughs> I had a free sample of it, but I want the full course. I want the full meal. I want the chicken sandwich. Like I want, I want to get signed. And Oh, I remember all the extras. A lot, you know. A couple of them were going like, "Man, you know how hard it is to get signed here, especially for us guys like us that are five foot eight, 165 pounds." And I said, "I don't care. Like, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna figure out how to get here." Like, and I kept saying that. I think they looked at me like I was crazy, but I'm I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> like, I I just saw tunnel vision, man. Like, and I I know people might look at me and go, yeah, right. Like you, you didn't know that. No, I did. I knew I was going to get signed somehow, some way I was too determined. I was too focused on it. I cared too much. I was grinding too hard and I was fighting for that fight for that dream. And you you, if someone like fights for their dream hard enough and, and they grind hard enough and they bust their ass hard enough. You can't stop that person. You can't and, like, it, it's just, and that there was no stopping me. <laughs> like I was going to somehow get there. Oh man, I agree with
2: that. That's is, that is great. Um, So you finally got like a taste of the full course when you, they, you know, had your first match with Braun Strowman on Raw. How was that experience, like finally getting, you know, to come out there and the big stage?
1: So greatest day of my career, I've had a lot of great moments, but that like, that day, you know, when you're walking down the ramp, you're about to wrestle. It's like again, I'm, it's like a free sample. You're like, okay, I'm getting a taste of this. I'm, I, you know, they're they're adding free, uh, you know, free set of fries here with actually having a match, but it's still a free sample. But I went in there, cut my promo, said my line, "Any man with two hands has a fighting chance," which I came up with, and I was, you know, thank God for Jimmy Jacobs for letting me say it. And you know, I when when I was doing the match, like as a as a performer you know, when you're doing good and you're doing bad and I'm getting my ass whooped and he's beating, hitting me hard and again. Yeah. The way I was brought up and the way I was trained in wrestling, getting hit hard and getting your butt whipped that, that's just another day at the office. And I did everything correctly. It was the best match I've ever had. And i like, I know people think like, well, the match is only a minute and a half long. And you, you, the only thing you did to the guy was punch him twice. no, no, no. no. Like A wrestling match, when you're telling a story, facial expressions and selling and all that stuff makes the match. And I did better facial expressions a better selling and a better promo than I've ever done in my life that day to the point where Vince McMahon, after the match, pulled me aside and said, you just did an outstanding job and I'm going to hire you. And I thought he was kidding. I said, oh, thank you. He goes, no, I'll be in touch with you. I'm going to hire you. And this is Vince McMahon, the number one guy in wrestling history, the guy, the only guy in the history of the wrestling business that's made billions, with a B, billions of dollars off of just wrestling. He's the only guy to do it. He's the only guy that's ever going to do it. And no one can take that away from him. It's just a statistical fact that can't be argued. And this guy's telling me he's going to hire me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what? So And he did. He hired me. I I got a contract six weeks later. He was a man of his word and like I said, I, I, I knew somehow, some way I was going to do it. I really did. It's not an ego thing or nothing. I just, I saw, I just, I saw red with it. I, I kept going and I, I didn't care about, Oh, you're too small. You're not good looking enough. You're not athletic enough. You're not, you're not what they want. You're not, you're not, you're not. I, I didn't one year out the other didn't listen to any negativity still going to this day. Um, and you know, for the number one guy in wrestling history, Vince Man to go, you did a good job, I'm gonna hire you. That's all. That's everything I worked for, everything I grinded for, everything I fought for. That was it right there. That was that was that's what I worked for. And and I got it. And you know, I was there 2016, 17, and 18, got three years of matches and you know, paydays and, and traveled the world and was very fortunate, very blessed that I got to live my dream. And I I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, you know, and I, I feel like at some point, you know, I'll do cameo appearances there and, and you'll, you'll see my face again at some point. And I, I just, I really have no bad things to say about WWE. They, they gave me my dream. They didn't have to, and they did. And it meant a lot. And it's always going to mean a lot where I get to talk to cool people like you now, because I got to do all that cool stuff. Like it, it's, it, it's all positive for my Event my my point point of view for sure.
0: Yeah, big a uh, one big part. Ju- July twenty fifth, you your first match on Raw. October eleventh is when you go against AJ Styles. Dean Ambrose special guest referee. I me and me and my friend Devin host right are here. Watched it in full time. Went nuts when you hit the super kick on AJ Styles. I'm, I I I lost it, and it looked like everybody lost it. How was that match for you? Because it wasn't a one minute squash match. Now it's a full fledged. Full match.
1: Yeah, we're in there for 15 minutes. So the debate of Vettis back now uh, with the WWE title on the line. Like, now I'm in a main event match with the title against the best wrestler in the world. To me, AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world, the best in ring performer in the world. Like, and, you know, I was so nervous because I have so much respect for him. I was so nervous. But, yeah, you know, when I hit that super kick, I heard the crowd. And I was like, man, like, this. Again, it's it's what I worked so hard for. Like, you know, like, I I didn't, I probably, not probably, I didn't hit the gym hard enough in my career. I didn't try to, like, go get my teeth fixed when they were getting knocked out. I I didn't put a Band-Aid on my cut when it was bleeding too much. I didn't do the things you're supposed to do fully. But what I did do is learn the craft and learn how to tell a story and learn how to work, as we call it in the business, and, and learn how to, like I said, grind and bust my ass. I did learn how to do all that. And when you're in that moment and you hear the crowd erupt like that, uh, it, it, it's just, it makes it all worth it. I, I don't care how many times I broke my lobes, how many concussions I had, how many teeth I lost. And I've had a few concussions and I've lost a bunch of teeth and I have, you know, like I, I've, uh, yeah, but it, it's just all worth it, man. When you hear that crowd, it, it's amazing. It's, it, I'll never forget. It. I, I won't, I'll never forget that.
0: Damn, now you're going into matches or even just uh, going into different segments with Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, going into Carmella afterwards. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But you're, these are some of the top people in the WWE when you walked in. So was there any type of a regular person would be starstruck or, you know, right next to the people that they either grew up or have seen watching for a little bit? How was that feeling for you? Were, was it just kind of natural? Was it like a mutual just friendship when it started out?
1: Yeah, I um... You know, like, uh, I again, you just learn it when you come into wrestling. If you learn from somebody that's been to top places, like I did for Max Run, Ron, you learn not to be starstruck. Like, I was very respectful to the people that I had a lot of respect for, like an AJ Styles. And, yeah, I, starstruck now, like, I'll, every time you're around Vince, I don't know if it's called starstruck, but you're like, it's a different feeling when you're around Vince McMahon. But, you know, like, I was excited to meet, uh, people that I hadn't met yet, and get to work with them. Like I was excited to get to work with Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Kane. Like I, like I, like guys that I got to do matches with, or six, you know, or tag with, or whatever. Becky Lynch, I, you know, and she was real young in her career back then. But I knew she was a big star before she ever became a big star. I knew she had it. So like I was real. Um, I enjoyed working with her. You know, then struck now, like excited. Yes, very,
2: 100%. After that storyline with AJ and Dean, you went into the storyline with Carmella, and where the huge part of that was you helped her win the money in the bank. How was that, and how was, like, the heat you got from it and everything? How was all that for you?
1: Oh, so much fun, man. Like, you you want to get reactions from the crowd, whether it's cheers or boos. You want them to react to you. The worst thing that can happen when you walk out there is they do nothing. Which if you watch television for WWE they're doing that for a lot of the guys whether I feel bad for them. But like they never did nothing for me. They always cheered booed. And that's what I when I'm a heel, I want to be booed. I don't want the people to like me. I don't want to be a cool heel. I wanna be out there making them laugh. Or I want to I wanna piss them off. And grabbing that money in the bank contract, that pissed them off. And it was great. And like that's a moment that no one's ever going to forget. Every year when they have the women's money in the bank ladder match, everyone's going to be sitting around watching it go. You remember the first one when the dude Ellsworth grabbed it, gave it to Carmella, and that's the way she won? Like, that's going to be remembered 20 years from now because it was the first one, and I ruined it. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and, like, I love that moment. Loved working with Carmella. Amazing girl. Amazing person. Um, very talented. Very, you know, like, just does everything right. Um, you know, always changes, you know, always changes her outfit, always changes her hair color, always, you know, reinvents herself. And, and she's amazing. I am I miss working with her, I do.
2: And after that, he was moment. Next year, you came back and helped her beat Asuka. And was that reaction what you were looking for, the pop, when you came back, was, was that the reaction that you were expecting?
1: Yeah, because it's in Chicago. they're they're hardcore wrestling fans and I feel like they felt like I felt where I had unfinished business there it's kind of like I kind of left abruptly out of nowhere none of us know why so when I came back they're like hell yeah he's back I'm only gone seven months and it it was just good to that because that reaction meant to me that they missed the character they appreciated the character and they were happy the character was back in that moment and you know, I, I I felt like they were going to react good, and they did, and reacted even better than I thought they were going to. So it was it was definitely top three moment for me.
0: So just looking back at your wrestling career as a whole, are you a hundred percent satisfied, or do you still feel like there's unfinished business?
1: Um, I'm ninety five percent satisfied because I've got to place like I said travel the world, you know, video games, action figures, like. You know, Snickers commercials, all this cool stuff I got to do. Um, I want to at least appear a few more times before I'm 100% satisfied. I don't want to never appear again. Like, that's if I appear one more time, I, I think I'd be 99% satisfied. If I appeared three more times, I think I'd be 100% satisfied. But I, I want to. Oh my God, James Ellsworth was in the Royal Rumble this year. Oh my God, he's back at Money in the Bank again and he's trying the same thing he did five years ago. <laughs> like, or, you know, I, like, we're just, I'd love to have one more match with AJ Styles. Like, I, I would love that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, you know, there's unfinished business. Maybe the Ellsworth character would be great with the 24-7 title for a few weeks. Like, there, there's stuff to do and there's stuff, there's still more to accomplish. One hundred percent satisfied. No, you know ninety ninety five percent satisfied. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy with what I've accomplished.
0: And just looking at wrestling now, because you've been wrestling over over a decade plus, so you not oh just over a decade. So, seeing how wrestling has transitioned from now, do how do you what is your take on the the wrestling industry now?
1: I've actually been wrestling. 20 years now It's 2002. Yeah, see, I didn't want to yeah. make you sound old. I I want to say I'm, decades. I'm <laughs> I like that there's a lot of places for the wrestlers to get work. I it's a shame that less people are watching wrestling than ever. And I truly believe it's because a lot of the wrestling you see on television is not believable. Like, and I think when people watch wrestling, they don't want their intelligence insulted. And I feel like we got to get back to making it more respectful and more believable, and you know, until then, um, I don't think uh, you know. It's it, I think people are going to continue to fall off while watching it because less people are watching now than ever. Which is just a statistical fact. that sucks, but I hope more people do start watching it and it becomes more believable and uh, you know. Uh, and the ratings start going up instead of down. It's the right way instead of the wrong way.
0: And do you have any advice for the people, for just people that's getting ready, getting started into the industry, the wrestling business right now?
1: Yeah, like I said, man, find a trainer that has been there, been to one of the big promotions, learn from them, because they obviously accomplish what you are looking to accomplish. So you got to you know spend your money wisely when you're training and you gotta train wisely and, and be aware of you know scams and, and stuff like that. So just find someone that's been to the top and, and train with them. And you know, like Seth Rollins has a school, Team 3D has a school, Kane has a school with Tom Pritchard in Tennessee. they you know Booker T has a school, just to name a few like you know QT Marshall and and, and Cody Rhodes have a school. Like you know, uh, Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze have a school. There's so many schools around the country of people that were successful in wrestling or are successful in wrestling, are training people. Go to one of those schools. That would be my advice.
2: And I, throughout this entire, I liked your whole mindset of just like, you know, I may not be this and I may not be that, but I'm going to still at least go forward. You know, I like that when you said tunnel vision. and. Um, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just my takeaways. That's like, that was the biggest thing I, uh, I take away from this, your uh, mindset that you had going through this journey.
1: Got it. Got to ignore the ignorance and you got to just keep, you know, going after the goal that you set for yourself. <laughs> Anyone else's opinion on that goal that you set for yourself doesn't matter. It's you against that goal. That's what it is.
0: Was there ever a point in time where it got challenging to the point where you questioned your career?
1: I mean, no, <laughs> no. I like I said, it was a tunnel vision. I'm going to do this, whether people like it or not, or think I can or not, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I didn't, I not care, man, about what like I said. I didn't ever question it. I just like I, I'm going to do this, whether you know it, it's hard or not. I'm going to do it. I, and it was hard. It was very hard. It wasn't easy. It's never going to be easy for anybody to get to WWE, but, you know, especially a guy like me who, again, had a lot of riding against them, but, but you got to just keep fighting, man, for whatever you, the goal in life you want to accomplish, you got to keep fighting for it.
0: Man, has got to keep fighting for it. And James, we can't thank you enough. Like you you are way cooler, 100% cooler. than it was we we were, we came in here so professional. We were ner- I was nervous, I can say. But <laughs> I was nervous you, too. <laughs> yeah, but I, you, I'm nervous
1: about here, guys.
0: <laughs> no, but you you are really insane, insanely humble, an awesome awesome guy, I and mean, we can't we can't thank you enough guys. for joining for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you. Take care. God bless. Stay safe and happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the heel turn.